0: you're not responding to my energies (laughs) oh no it's the bonus episode specter that's right motherfucker (laughs) has there ever been a more appropriate time for me to visit you
1: you know probably not no this is probably the one time (laughs) that your your presence is warranted I wasn't
0: sure I was ever going to be back (laughs) it's not really up to me (laughs) No, it's uh, not up to me either. (laughs) Well, I hope it was worth it because we're here to talk about some spooky frights with the boys and ghouls. Uh... That was a really loud noise I made and it doesn't (laughs) look good on my podcast recording software. (laughs) That's
1: the scariest thing you've done.
0: I'm a ghost after all. I make frightful noises, and they're not
2: funny. I'm going to go. (laughs) Okay, bye. Now, look, I invited the bonus episode Spectre in because, like he said, this was, there's no more appropriate time for him to be here.
1: Yeah, no, I can't be, I can't be too grumpy about this one. This one makes sense.
2: I appreciate you, yeah, at least welcoming (laughs) him and, and he's actually not even allowed to be. It's kind of like a Dracula situation where he can't be on the podcast unless we invite him.
1: Oh, really? So you've invited him every time?
2: Um, yeah. And I've regretted it every time. <laughs> I think this might be this might be the last. Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll see. Do you think anyone's going to be
1: upset about that? Um, I don't know. Well, if if you are upset about it, if you want to uh, to well. see the bonus episode, Inspector return, uh, vote now on your phones. <laughs>
2: Brennan, are you going to be okay with this? (laughs) I think I'll survive. (laughs) I hope we both can survive this haunted episode that we're about to record. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. We have a extra spooky bonus episode for you today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. That's the one pun that I prepared. We're here (laughs) to talk about a... Halloween themed cartoon show. We'll talk about it in just a minute. You already know what it is based on the title of this podcast episode, but I'm keeping it vague. <laughs> yeah, you clicked on this. It's too late for you. There's no turning back But I mean, now.
1: If, if you're the type of person that just uh, opens up your podcast app and then closes your eyes and, and taps on something, I think that's awesome. You should keep that up.
2: Just random fire. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Let's play Russian roulette with every podcast available.
1: That's what that's what podcast app needs or podcast apps need is a, a shuffle feature. a
2: shuffle feature of every single thing. every podcast, not even just the ones you've subscribed to. What do you think the most popular podcast category is not maybe not most popular but maybe most populous. like there's the most amount of episodes in this one category. What do you think it might be?
1: Uh, I probably like true crime. I would Mm. say it Uh, seems big, doesn't it? Yeah. True crime. There's also like humor, but that's such a broad category.
2: There's like, I don't think that counts business ones where it's like, these are your keys to success, but there's Mm -hmm. so many of them that how can there really be, how can all of these different people out there have the secrets to. Yeah. And I've never heard of most of them. How successful can they be? I couldn't name a single one of those podcasts, but there are just, there's just so many of them.
1: Uh, Podcasts featuring one or more of the McElroys, I think, can be its own category. I,
2: that takes up, yeah. It's that has its own charts on <laughs> the Apple Podcasts service. Yeah, they they rank which of those have the most downloads. Which of,
1: which of the five hundred fucking McElroy podcasts? <laughs>
2: hey, you know what? They've got both you and me listening to multiple, <laughs> multiple podcasts that yeah. they appear on. So. They've got Re- us hooked yep. regularly. We're coming for you, McElroy brothers. We'll be <laughs> we'll be next with just this one podcast that we do. <laughs> but, Brendan, we're switching things up this week because it is the Halloween season, the leaves have fallen, the jack-o'-lanterns are lit, and the candy is flowing into bags I used to use a pillowcase.
1: That's what I did, yeah. I started with like those plastic uh pumpkin shaped buckets
2: as all kids did, I think.
1: Uh but they don't hold anything and no. the the handles on them just break cuz when they are full they're too heavy.
2: Yep. This so is true.
1: You got to do the pillowcase method.
2: I think when you're a small child that's about as much as you can carry is like the the pumpkin, the plastic pumpkin. Mm-hmm. Um did you have a good neighborhood for trick-or-treating in
1: i did when i was younger and then we moved out to the boonies uh sure. and every
2: house is like pff, uh, wicked far apart so did you st- did you drive to a more appropriate neighborhood uh i
1: think one i was already getting kind of old for it so one year we went to uh a town in massachusetts and and went trick-or-treating around there where it's densely packed houses Was it Salem? It wasn't. Who goes to Salem in October? What am I, crazy? Nobody I know. (laughs) Uh, No, it was like a... It doesn't. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know the names of the Dorchester.
2: Yeah. We're from here, so we can go on this run of Massachusetts (laughs) town names Walpole.
1: Yeah. uh, All the other ones. Seekonk.
2: (laughs) Haverhill. that's how you know we're actual locals. We're not bullshitting. Uh, I had a pretty good neighborhood, not where I lived, where my parents still live to this day. I think the record for trick-or-treaters they've had in one year is three. Oh,
1: nice. I think that's about what my parents average in the place that we ended up moving to.
2: And these, yeah, these days they just don't, they just keep the lights off. They don't even bother yeah. doing it anymore. Um, But short a short drive, like two minutes down the road, there was a much bigger neighborhood with many houses and many children, and uh, that was yeah. You could get like a half full pillowcase on on a good night. Mm-hmm. So yep.
1: yeah we would we would go all around. Uh, I lived in Manchester, uh, so like a the biggest city in the state. Uh, as we big were, as we got here, yeah, but we were in the suburbs, so
2: I, I had quite a bit of territory to run around. Yeah, Halloween, a special time. As a child, a special time as an adult, Halloween is very different when you're an adult. There's like different rules and different things to look forward to. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but a forever tradition in the Halloween season is uh, there's always great animated TV specials. Yeah, that there got are. Rolling out. All every kinds of year. good ones.
1: We're here today to talk about the Invader Zim one.
2: So, Brendan, this was my next question for you is before we get into the one we're going to be discussing today, do you have any faves in uh, Halloween TV specials, yeah, animated yep. or otherwise? Yeah. Sounds uh, like Invader Zim's on the list.
1: Invader Zim's definitely on the list. The Halloweenies episode. Uh, I also really like the Community Halloween episode. I think that one's very funny. Uh, and there was a a, a tape, a VHS that I got at McDonald's as a child which is uh, Ronald McDonald's I want to say scared silly, but I think that might if it's not the the name of that it's also the name of an Ernest film
2: <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> Ernest scared stupid I scared think is stupid
1: what it is. yeah yeah I think the McDonald's one is scared silly because they okay. didn't want to use such harsh language on their McDonald's VHS tape.
2: Keep it simple silly yeah uh, <laughs> but I uh, I used to watch that all the time. Uh, of course, as I've mentioned many times on our show before, The Simpsons, a very big part yep, yep. of my life. And and everyone, you don't even have to be like a hardcore Simpsons fan to know that the Treehouse of Horror episodes mm-hmm. is a tradition that continues to this day, you know, over 30 years later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I have seen a lot of the early ones, like the Treehouse of Horror 5 through 7 is kind of the peak mm-hmm. ones. Um, but yeah, the trios of Horror, I still will watch several of those. I probably will. We have several days until Halloween. Oh, I shouldn't have said that because this comes out on Halloween. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the last few days, I have watched <laughs> some of those. <laughs>
1: You're really committing yourself to
3: it now.
2: <laughs> uh, the people know. I don't have to pretend.
1: <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've seen a couple of those. I saw the one. There's a killer, a killer crusty doll. Sure. And then it turns out the the switch was just set to kill mode. And you flip it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then there's the the Raven, the Edgar Allan Poe retelling.
2: That one is always really interesting because I'm pretty sure that's Treehouse of Horror 1, where they weren't really sure what they wanted to do with it. And also, the Treehouse of Horror numbering gets interesting because the first one happened in the second season of The Simpsons. So, Treehouse of Horror 1 is season 2. Oh, no. So, like, just subtract the number of the season to determine the treehouse of horror that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one is always interesting because yeah, that was kind of like before I think they knew exactly what they wanted to do with it and weren't doing like a lot of what they've ended up becoming is just spoofs of horror movies. Yeah. Um, are the
1: spoofs good though? Like,
2: uh, <laughs> a lot of them are, yeah. The shining one is very good. They have to call it the shinning because they're afraid that they'll be sued if they don't.
1: <laughs> That's pretty um,
2: good. It's very good. Yeah. That one's just weird, though, because they're like, we're literally going to just read the Raven poem by Edgar Allan Poe.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think they only change one thing. It's like, quote, quote, the Raven, eat my
2: shorts, eat my, my shorts. Like, <laughs> yes.
1: The only difference. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Early season Simpsons. Yeah. it's. There's, <laughs> they, we're trying a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, I enjoy like a good Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, I don't have any particular ones picked out, but like if I'm watching a vintage Scooby-Doo special, I'll enjoy that. I used to like throwing that on as a kid, like mm-hmm. if they had one on Cartoon Network back in the day, I'd give that a watch. Those can be good.
1: Yeah, I've, I've never really been a huge Scooby-Doo fan um, lately on YouTube. Cartoon Network's been airing a lot of their old uh, cartoons Nice. Uh, and I've tried a couple times to watch it, but the first time it was Scooby-Doo, the movie where they have like the witches who are in like a rock band. Sure. Uh, and I think there's zombies involved or something. Uh, so I turned it off. And then the next time I tried to watch it, they were playing Steven Universe. So I, I turned it off. Uh, but I did find out that they uploaded, I think, all of Courage the Cowardly Dog and Ed, Ed and Eddie. Nice. That you nice. can just watch, like not part of the stream. Oh, what a dream for you.
2: Oh, yeah. So I've been checking some of those out. That is incredible. There's supposed to be a very good Ed, Ed and Eddie Halloween special that I have not seen.
1: I don't remember the the Halloween episode of Ed and Eddie, actually. I feel like there could be a good number of them that would fit that bill. There are oh, a yeah. few that are kind of spooky just on their own right, like the season finale or the series finale
2: is uh, kind of out there. There's a lot of shows that had spooky episodes that might not have necessarily had a Halloween episode. Episode. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the Hey Arnold episode where they're riding the subway into yep. hell or the whatever. Ghost
1: train thing. Yeah. The ghost. Yeah.
2: Um. But yeah, Halloween episodes continue. There are still good ones coming out to this day. Um, but Brendan, today we're going to be talking about a particular Halloween episode from mm-hmm. a particular show that stars a kind of or features. I don't know if it's stars but features a kind of Halloween adjacent character. Yeah, I would say he's one of the stars. His name's in the title. His name, but all of their names. And then when you watch the show, it's like, is he really the star? You know, we've got (laughs) so much to talk about here. Uh, Brendan, we are talking about the Halloween special from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, this being titled Billy and Mandy's Jacked Up Halloween. (laughs) Yep. Here we are. Brendan, what's your personal history? with the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy. I can give you mine very quickly. I don't have one.
1: Oh, really? You weren't you weren't a big Billy and Mandy fan?
2: I remember watching the very first episode of Grim and Evil. Yep. When that was a thing. Um and then beyond that, I probably saw bits and pieces of episodes, but it was not like a presence in my life at
1: mm-hmm. all. Uh, it was one of my favorite shows. I have probably seen them all. It's been so long now, though, that I, I think I could watch it and a lot of it would like still feel kind of fresh. Um, but I was really big on it. It's the kind of show that if I was flipping channels and I saw it, I would always stop to watch it. Interesting. Yeah, I, I was always been a big fan of like the. The kind of spooky themed things. I was a big like Nightmare Before Christmas kid and Zim was kind of a darker show. And so like this was right up my alley.
2: Obviously, courage. Courage. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Courage was
2: massive as we've well established. Um, I did some research. I won't get into it too much, but I did some research on the history of the show. I was surprised to realize, surprised to learn that the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy ran until... 2007, mm-hmm. which is way later than I thought that it did. It had started in 2001 and, yeah, ran for
3: that Was long. the 2001
1: start when they spun off into just The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, or was that the Grim and Evil?
2: Grim and Evil lasted between 2001 and 2003, mm-hmm. and then they spun it off into two different shows, and Evil Con Carne only lasted, like, or I think it was Cancelled. Mm -hmm. And then they brought it back for in 2004 and then canceled it again after only like four episodes.
1: I think evil was always the uh, the weaker of the the two uh, like shows in that bundle.
2: Yeah, it never it always kind of felt like it was playing second fiddle, even as me like an outside observer to that show. Like it did always seem like the main draw was the Billy and Mandy stuff. Yeah,
1: for uh, it certainly was. I mean, Evil Evil was kind of funny. It had some things going for it, but it just wasn't as charming, I don't think.
2: Right. Um, one thing it had going for it, Brenda, do you know who the voice of Evil Con Carne was? Uh, is it Phil Lamar? It's our old friend Phil Lamar. I
1: actually didn't know that, but it seemed Lucky like a guess. solid guess. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy to tell. I mean, we usually talk about him on our other show that we've talked about <laughs> before. Um but yeah I I this seemed while I was watching this and based on conversations we've had in this pa- in the past it seems like a Brendan show to oh, me. Oh yeah. Uh
1: it's a little uh dumber than I remember it being. Like mm-hmm. it's a very stupid show. Uh, so like now I think if I were to go back and watch it I might not enjoy it as much as I did. Uh but I still had fun with it, but I was just like oh it, the the screaming I think is a bit much now. I have
2: thoughts, (laughs) but we must save them. Uh, Brendan, let us continue into our recap of the Billy and Mandy Halloween special. Let's do this thing. Let's do it. Billy and Mandy's jacked up. Halloween is the name of this special episode. It, It was October 1st, 2003. Was the air date. What's interesting about Grim and Evil is that it had two seasons and most of the episodes were two uh, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy episodes sandwiched around a Evil Concarney episode in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is not that. This was a full episode of just Billy and Mandy. And this technically is the season finale of season two of that television show.
1: Oh, okay. I actually didn't realize that.
2: Yeah. Um <laughs> as we start watching this, I'm just going to launch straight into the recap with you, Brendan. Yeah. Uh this is maybe going to blow your mind as a humongous fan, but um as we start watching this episode and like before the show even starts, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I don't have any clue what the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy theme song sounds like.
1: You know, I don't. I don't either. It's probably just some like ethereal sounding like.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of theremin. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, I got nothing. I don't know what it sounds like. I don't know what the opening credits look like. I'm it's the show is. Not a total blind spot for me because it was on for so long and was a pretty popular thing, but I'm feeling very ignorant going into this recap, so I'm a little worried of something I may say.
1: <laughs> That's all right. I would have thought, actually, if you were to have told me that there was no theme song or intro and it just cold opened every time, I would
2: have probably believed you. Um, I can't tell you either way. <laughs> <laughs> Billy is sitting in front of the television in his home. There's a man with a chainsaw who cuts through something on the TV screen. Mm -hmm. And Billy screams in horror and hides behind the couch. And we look back at the TV and it turns out that it's just an advertisement for chainsaws. (laughs) Yeah. Already a pretty good bit. I will
3: admit
1: (laughs) That was some mighty fine chop
2: (laughs) sawing. It's like Crazy Chainsaw Charlie or something, <laughs> yeah. I think is what he calls him. He's like a known character on these advertisements. Uh, Billy is horrified of this. A knock at the door and Billy runs to it and opens it up to find Mandy, who is dressed in Renaissance wear. <laughs> yep. And she's holding Grimm's skull and she is dressed as Hamlet. For Halloween, which, again, I think is a another really good bit right off the bat. It
1: is. Yeah, yeah. The show's got a lot of a lot of good stuff going for it.
2: Using their friend's skull as a prop (laughs) for a Halloween costume. Very good stuff. Billy is still terrified. He doesn't know what's going on. Mandy has to angrily explain that they're wearing a costume because it's Halloween. Mm -hmm. And Grim also seems annoyed. Grim also seems to hate. Billy Brendan yes yeah he does what what was this show like what what kind of happened week to uh week? so you gotta tell me here
1: it, it was kind of just uh, a lot of different garbage but a lot of the, a lot of it had to do with like the underworld like they'd go to the underworld often or there was this like paranormal hunter television personality guy that would come after them uh trying to get grim everybody wants grim scythe because it's got magic properties We'll talk about
2: that in a little bit.
1: Uh, Yeah. uh, Grim is friends with Billy and Mandy because in the first episode, uh, Billy's hamster dies and Grim shows up to reap its soul and they play a game of checkers against him uh, to both save the hamster and uh, damn Grim to be their best friend for life. And so that's why he hangs out with them, because he's contractually obligated to. Uh, and that's why he hates Billy. He kind of puts up with Mandy because she's a, a little edgy, angry girl. So he's kind of into that.
2: Um, I, I I applaud you for this description because mm-hmm. my question, my next question was going to be, why are these children <laughs> friends with the Grim Reaper? Yep. And you already jumped ahead of me and explained that. In it might detail. have actually
1: been Limbo and not uh, Checkers. Now that I think okay. about it. I think Limbo seems more on point with the Jamaican Grim Reaper.
2: That makes sense. I
1: believe that's what
2: happened. All right. So it sounds like general hijinks, which is the theme of most children's animated shows week to week is just what hijinks are we going to get into now? But this one has a little bit of supernatural underworld flavor, I suppose. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm feeling a little bit more up to speed now uh yes it's Halloween Billy runs inside and dresses up as the Grim Reaper which is another good bit so far three good <laughs> bits all rapid fire coming at you fast
3: ta da
0: I'm the Grim Reaper <laughs> Grim I'm gonna borrow your scythe for tonight okay just be careful you twerp I'll be super careful what did I tell you about my scythe Not to pick my nose with it? And he who wields the power of the scythe could. Open the vortex to the underworld, unleash unspeakable chaos, and end the world as we know
2: it. Well, actually, yes.
3: All right, you two lovebirds. Let's start trick-or-treating. Halloween only comes once a year.
2: So, Brendan, now I'm going to talk about this a little bit. We're looking at these three characters. The three main characters of the show are all hanging out together, ready to go on whatever adventure waits before them and I'm kind of looking at them together I'm listening to them talk to each other and I'm remembering now why this show didn't click with me necessarily yeah. uh, these character archetypes that we're looking at they're good and fun and typical mm-hmm. but to me they work more if they have like something of a straight man. To play off of or like a a character that's kind of like right down the middle. He's not either. He'll make jokes and do cool things, but he's not like he doesn't have like a very specific personality like these two characters do. Yeah, Uh,
1: I think a lot of the times they try to play Grimm that way in this episode, not as much. Um, But I think Grimm is usually supposed to be kind of like the voice of reason, but has to do what they say.
2: But also he's the Grim Reaper.
1: But also he's the Grim Reaper, yeah.
2: <laughs> so like, I don't know. To me, he's not that character <laughs> that I need to kind of counterbalance these two personalities that we have of, yes, Mandy being like the kind of annoyed, frustrated, always insulting people mm-hmm. kind of character. And Billy just being the complete doofus at all times dumbest person in the world the butt of every joke yeah but not knowing that he is um and that's another point i wanted to make brendan billy annoys me i don't like billy i'm not charmed by him
1: no i i used to uh and this is what i was talking about with the screaming pretty Mm. much immediately when he starts screaming at the tv i was like oh that's fucking annoying and then Grimm's like, you remember what I said about my scythe? And he's like, don't pick my nose with it. And I was like, ah, the show's stupid as hell.
2: It's too much. <laughs> it's too much. He's too stupid. There are stupid characters on other shows. But yes, it is, I think, exactly what you're right. The screaming and the boisterousness yeah. that pushes him beyond th- characters like Patrick Starr, who's like <laughs> stupid but won't ever annoy you. Yeah. Um. But this character constantly annoys me i i can't stand him and it turns it's not yeah mandy is not my problem grim is not my problem the biggest problem i have with the show is billy i can't accept him yeah
1: (laughs) well that's unfortunate because he is one of the main characters i know (laughs) (laughs) and he has a a more prominent role in this episode than i would say either of the other two to three to maybe four even main stars of the episode
2: Very big player in the events that we will discuss (laughs) going forward here. Yes, Billy, of course, voiced by Richard Horvitz, who has voiced many great characters, including your beloved Invader Zim. Yep,
1: yep. Uh, Daggett from Angry Beavers. Yes, and also Uh,
2: Raz from Psychonauts.
1: Yep, and he's the alien uh, overlord in Destroy All Humans. I don't know what his proper title is, but he's like your boss.
2: Okay. Um... Yeah, obviously a great voice actor, and this is one of his more popular characters, but I just, all those other characters I will take over Billy. Billy has always been one of my most hated yeah. characters from animated shows from my childhood. I just, he never worked for me.
1: And what's what I think is kind of funny about it is that uh, I don't think he screams much more than Zim does. Zim's also constantly screaming, but I think it's like the the, the content of what he's screaming yeah. about that like is what makes the huge difference there.
2: And also Billy's got like a he's got like a sweet thing like everything's kind of like a little th- sweet and saccharine when he's talking about like <laughs> stupid things and that like bugs the shit out of me too because <laughs> like Zim is just angry and yelling but yeah yeah Billy's like oh he's always just he's so stupid but also he's like a little cutesy and like I just. It, <laughs> It's it doesn't work for me. You know what else, Brendan? The nose is off-putting.
1: The nose uh, is is a a big visual joke in the show too, though. I think that's oh, I like, believe
2: it. Yeah, I totally believe it.
1: I think there's one part that um, implies that his brain is in his nose. Okay. I think he gets his like nose ch- chopped off by the uh, by the scythe, and you see like his brain is in there. That's silly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No, I don't know. That's my rant on Billy. No more. B- <laughs> Billy discussion, except for lots of Billy discussion that we'll have going forward in the events of this episode. Um, But that is I think Billy is the main reason why this show is not one of those shows that I think of.
1: Yeah. And he's not the only character like that. Another huge fan favorite character is uh, Fred Fredberger which okay. I, I don't know if you're familiar with at all. Not at all. Uh, But he was he was huge in the episode that he was in. He had, like, jury duty or something, so we're just following this random character that nobody knows about around the underworld, uh, and he just annoys the shit out of everybody. But same kind of idea as Billy. He's okay. just, like, dumb as hell and has, like, a catchphrase. Oh,
2: man. We need somebody... We need someone to balance this out, and it can't be the Grim Reaper, because by... His nature. He's he's a wild character as well because he is the Grim Reaper.
1: Yeah. Well, what about
2: uh, what about we move we move on and go meet our our next leading man? Let's do that. Before we do that, Brandon, Brandon, I just called you. Oh, oh my shit! God, I've never done that before. <laughs> I've literally never done that before. I think it's because I was reading the name Mandy, so and was in yeah. my mouth.
1: Yeah, that's fine. sorry.
2: Sorry. <laughs> Uh, I would start that over, but I'm going to leave that in the episode audio because I think it's funny. All right. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, Before we do that, Brendan, if that is your real name, (laughs) Mandy, voiced by our old friend, Greg Griffin um, and Grim, voiced by Greg Eagles, who has done a lot of things. Uh, One credit that he had recently was he was Aku Aku in the recent Crash Bandicoot games. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Um similar characters. Yeah. <laughs> similar voices for sure, actually. Uh yes, just like you said, Brendan, let's go pick up our friend Erwin. <laughs> As they go here, Mandy clearly is annoyed to see Erwin. It's hard to tell sometimes with Mandy if she's annoyed over something specifically, like going to have to see Erwin, or if she's just always annoyed.
1: She's just always annoyed. That's just that's her character.
2: <laughs> she's like the Hulk. I'm yeah. always angry, yeah. But exactly. She's just always annoyed. <laughs> they go to Irwin's house. He opens the door. He's dressed up as Sleeping Beauty.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: The camera pans up his costume, and there's a cow sound effect, which I think is unfair. <laughs> <laughs> They're body shaming this cartoon child. This young boy just trying to impress uh, this girl before him. This costume was all a ploy to get Mandy to try to kiss him, mm-hmm. which is a joke that will continue through the rest of the episode with every other costume that he wears.
1: Yeah. And it uh, doesn't doesn't really get any funnier.
2: No, it doesn't. And this is the only one where it makes sense that he is like sleeping beauty and oh, you have to kiss me to wake me up. And then the other ones don't yeah. really make sense.
1: I, I do like one of them. He does make a good joke kind of related to one of them later but fair enough i also don't remember this being a huge character trait of his uh always trying to get mandy to kiss him i don't i don't know if that is a running thing in the show i feel like it must be if they're doing it if they're going so hard on it in this episode
2: i have no idea who erwin is but everything they're presenting to me in this scene tells me that his main character trait is trying to get Mandy to fall in love with him.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't I honestly don't remember that at all. All I remember of Irwin is that he's Billy's friend. Um, <laughs> but I would believe
2: that that is his character. Billy's got so many friends.
1: billy has got a lot of friends. Yeah, a lot of people like that fucking moron.
2: <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Uh yes, he's dressed as Sleeping Beauty. Mandy tells him to go change his costume cuz it isn't scary. She says you're supposed to be ugly on Halloween. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a trend that you take into adulthood where you are <laughs> only allowed to be sexy.
1: Yep, yep. Also, I think I think there's some implication there that she uh, she does find him attractive in that costume. He's looking pretty good. <laughs> he's looking stacked. He's
2: really <laughs> caked up my man. He's got some grapefruit stuffed in the bra.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is interesting, yeah. They stuff this young child's bra when he's dressed up as a woman. Um yeah, I thought that was a bold choice, but he looks great. And uh, but he's got to go change. He goes inside to change and they just fucking leave. <laughs>
1: they leave without him after promising him that they're going to wait for him,
2: and they don't. They're gone <laughs> no, immediately. Not
1: even a second as soon as he's out of sight. <laughs>
2: Uh, it is funny, though, because he goes inside and he has a shrine of photos of Mandy on his wall. But what's really funny about them is in every picture she's attacking the camera like she's angry that he's taking her photo. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, and there's a TV camera. It looks like with the photos, which I saw that kind of creeped me out a little bit because again, I don't remember Erwin and I don't know why there's a TV camera there. If not to make him seem like a serial
2: killer. <laughs> He's definitely got some issues uh, <laughs> that we don't explore enough. Erwin really gets a raw deal. I feel like the further we go on. Oh, in yeah. This episode, we'll talk about it. <laughs> it's time for trick or treating. Uh, they go and ring a doorbell and a cranky old lady with these saggy, but weirdly pointy old lady boobs opens <laughs> the door. Yep. Um, She yells at them. She's mad that every year. You little hippies, she calls them. I fucking love that. (laughs) Like the idea of children on trick or treat being hippies. (laughs) Yeah, you you
1: hippies come to my house.
2: (laughs) Just anyone knocking on her door is a little hippie. Uh, She's mad that every year she gets asked for candy and she says, I don't have any candy, but she's literally waving a candy cane at them right Mm -hmm. in their faces. Yep. They look around her through the open door at a room just overflowing with candy like the crabby patty vault that Squidward locks himself in.
1: Yeah, yeah, essentially.
2: Just candy everywhere, but she's mad she won't give them any. Billy, the sweet, blissful idiot that he is, (laughs) he's ready to leave, but Mandy says that they didn't get their treat, so now they must trick. Yep, that's the rules. That is what trick or treat is all about.
1: Do you, ever, do, you ever trick or, do you ever trick on trick-or-treating? Do you ever
2: agony, agony houses? We did a really mean thing to a kid that we were actually friends with. Oh, no. And uh, we TP'd his house. I have TP'd a house. <laughs> and we were friends with the kid and, like, knew his dad and, like, his dad would have been mad at us if he knew it was us and... <laughs> There was really no reason to, other, to, to do it other than we were like, well, this is a thing we've seen on, like, cartoon specials before that people TP houses. <laughs> Let's do it to this kid's house because we're already here and we have TP.
1: Oh, man. Well, now you've admitted it on the air. Uh, and, Nick, I've got somebody here who would like to talk to you. Let's bring him out, Mr. Stevenson. <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I hope you got all the TP off of your house. There was so much of it. I ruined the paint. <laughs>
2: Stuck to the roofing tiles for years. Look, there's a statute of limitations on
3: TP houses, so
2: pretty sure I'm well outside of that. So you know what, Mr. Stevenson? Fuck your house. And your son. Uh... He's gone, finally. <laughs> It's good to see him, though. I haven't seen him in years, so yeah, I'm glad he's to know good. That he's, I'm glad to know that he's even still around. There was a few <laughs> years I know he was in and out of the hospital, so just glad <laughs> to see that he's doing okay. Um, Brendan, let's move on. <laughs> yes, yeah, let's. With Mister Stevenson out of the room, we can get back to serious business. Uh, Mandy is going to trick this old lady. She spreads some super glue on the doormat. And they ding-dong ditch this old woman. Mm -hmm. She comes out to yell at the hippies once more, but she steps onto the mat and her feet get stuck and (laughs) looks over at Mandy and says, what is this, a trick? (laughs) To which she says yes, and she uh, opens up a fire hydrant and blasts her with water. They go inside and get her candy. Brendan, I'm not really sure what happens to this old lady's body when they blast her with the fire hydrant water. It's like she's wearing a corset that rapidly expands or something. Uh, Her
1: clothes shrink. The stuff she's wearing on top of the corset all shrinks because of the water.
2: Is that a thing?
1: Uh, I think it's a thing with like pure cotton Okay. I'm not positive exactly, but it, I know it's an old trope in cartoons where your clothes will shrink if they get wet.
2: Got it. I had absolutely no clue what happened to her body in this moment. <laughs> I'm like, what is the joke they're trying to? Make? Yeah, her, her shirt and her skirt uh, shrunk on her. Um, It was very bizarre. What's more bizarre, she starts sobbing and waving a, a baby rattle.
1: <laughs> that around. was weird. Yeah. <laughs> the, f- the fuck
2: is up with this old lady? <laughs> I don't know. And then Billy and Mandy just rob her of all of her candy. (laughs) I wonder if this, I mean, I would have thought you might have known, but I was wondering, like, maybe this is a recurring character on this show where it's just like the cranky old lady that sometimes yells at them about different stuff. It's possible.
1: It's possible. She might be. Like I said, it's been a long time, so I I probably wouldn't remember side characters like that. But (laughs) as far as I
2: know... I I don't know who this lady is. (laughs) She's got a lot going on with her, um, but her candy is gone. Mm -hmm. All of her candy, just a a giant mountain of candy. Um, Billy and Mandy and Grimm are sitting in a graveyard eating from, yes, this humongous box of candy. Yep. And Billy asks, why do people do tricks on Halloween? And Grimm pipes in for like the first time. In this episode, it it's like he's he's the adult in this situation, and is also again he's the fucking grim reaper. But it seems yeah. like he takes a humongous backseat to these two eccentric ch- children.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> he's he's their friend slave. He can't he can't do anything but hang out with them. He doesn't really want to be there though.
2: He's just along for the ride by yeah. <laughs> some sort of uh infernal contract. Uh, I understand. Yes, he says it's his own fault, actually, that tricks are so popular. He starts telling a story from long, long ago when the city that they live in, which is called Ensville, which I think is yep. maybe the only thing that I remembered about this show.
3: Yeah, yep.
1: Um, that's a big thing. I also know of a city of Ennsville from Fully Cooley. Okay. Which is a city that you're trying to burn down in the in-fiction
2: video game Firestarter. Do you think that they're like sister cities, like the the city in the video game in Foolie Cooley, and the city that Billy and Mandy live in? Do you think maybe they are one in the same?
1: They could be. I think Ennsville and Billy and Mandy is on fire a lot of the time.
2: It suffers some pretty heavy casualties towards the end of this episode. And it does. It did make me wonder how often these children... Bring about world-ending events to the people of Ennsville.
1: Oh, like weekly? Yeah, no, it's it's a very common thing in the show. I want to say there's like a kaiju episode. Of um, yeah, of they course. open up they open up a portal to hell more than uh, more than a handful of times.
2: Yeah, the city of Ennsville was once just a very small village, and there was a guy who lived in this village. His name was Jack. And he fucking loved pulling pranks on people. He could not get enough of it. He was crazy for pranks. It's this little, almost kind of like berries and cream lad walking yeah. around, looking like a complete doofus.
1: I love, I love the aesthetic of the the town of Ensville in these flashbacks. It's like an old
2: European town in the, in the old middle Endsville. of America. <laughs> yeah, it's this old timey village where it looks like everything would be covered in mushrooms. Yeah. Um, and yes, here's Jack walking around. He does have like a very stupid walk where his feet are spread out and he kind of waddles back and forth between the two of them <laughs> with yeah. his eyes crossed and is basically like his tongue hanging out. He looks like an idiot. Yeah, yep. But he's loving life and loving pulling pranks. Grim says he just didn't know when to stop. We see him pulling <laughs> some pranks on the locals of Ensville Yep. Some good pranks, Brendan. He changes a road sign, which causes a man to fall off a cliff to his death. Which is that own, that man's own
1: fault, really. Yeah,
2: he should have been paying more attention because it actually happened right in front of his face. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he just blindly follows the
2: sign right off a cliff. Yeah, you know, he didn't have GPS technology, which would get him where he needed to go. He just uh, trusted what he read. You can't trust everything you read. No. Um, Jack unscrews. He walks into a tavern and unscrews a salt shaker lid, and a man dumps too much salt into his stew. And the way that they frame this man's angry face looks like a fail screen from a WarioWare video game.
1: (laughs) I believe that, yeah.
2: It's so good. His face, like, goes all red and the background behind him goes like yellow and it does very much look like a fail screen from Mario I could see that being a
1: WarioWare game. Tighten the salt. And you have to like really quickly screw the thing on.
2: And if you don't do it, the man gets mad and then Mario yeah. goes, Oh no <laughs> Uh Jack cuts the legs off of that same exact guy's stool. Yeah. He's just targeting this guy. He really has it out for this fucking guy. This is not even the end of it. A little boy, as soon as he falls on the ground, a little boy comes up and kicks him right in the ass because he (laughs) put a kick me sign on this man.
1: This is kick me, I'm stupid.
2: He's really got it out for this guy. (laughs) Uh, Yes, Jack pulling pranks, but his signature move is tickling people with a feather from his cap. That will be important as we move forward here. (laughs) Um, We see him toiling away in his prank workshop in his little cottage. There's a pair of grouchos on the table, which I think is good. Yeah. He also sleeps on top of a whoopee cushion and a rubber chicken every single night. Very good. (laughs) This man loves pranks. He just cannot get enough. He loves pranks more than anything I love in my life, and I'm so happy for him. I'm married. Like, I wish someone would look at me the way Jack looks at pranks. At pranks? Yeah, find yourself someone like Jack. If you are a prank, Jack will come and treat you right. The townspeople of Endsville, they're fed up with Jack. They hold a town meeting, which I think is good because everybody at the town meeting has a kick-me sign on their back. Yeah. Uh, they've decided, well, we'll get him. We're going to prank Jack real good. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they send a gift to the Queen of Ensville. <laughs> yeah. Addressed from Jack, but it is just a can of snakes. Classic prank. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: The Queen hates pranks, so she responds to this move by sending a knight to go bury a fucking axe in Jack while he sleeps. <laughs> Got him. We witnessed this murder. <laughs> yes, she the punishment for pranking is axe in your back in bed. Um so he's gone. That's the end of Jack. Uh <laughs> Grim shows up in this scene and I go, "Oh yes, he is the Grim Reaper." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So this is where he steps in. He does have a job to do. Uh, Jack will not go quietly. He does not want to move on to the afterlife. And he tickles Grimm with the feather from his cap, makes Grimm fall over laughing. And when he does this, Jack steals the Grim Reaper's scythe. And he won't give it back to him, but he strikes a deal to give it back if Grimm will grant Jack eternal life so he can keep pranking people Forever. This seems like a pretty big trade off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> Grimm's not really getting much from that.
2: No, he's getting his scythe back, which he probably could just take himself. He probably could just out muscle. Yeah. Man.
1: And we saw him teleport into the house like a second ago.
2: He's a magical being with otherworldly powers. And this fucking doofus is playing keep away. With his scythe and, I do return, think, he's going to be alive forever. <laughs> I do
1: think the scythe is the source of most of his power, though. So without it, he might not fair. have much going
2: for him. That's fair. I would be willing to buy that. Um, they have a handshake agreement, but Grimm cuts off Jack's fucking head. Yeah. To which Billy is suitably horrified by this detail in the story. But Mandy seems like she's actually kind of into it.
1: Yeah. She's loving it. Uh, Did you notice the um, tombstone that that Grimm is sitting in front of? No, I did not. It's got a little classic poem written on it. Uh, Here I lie broken hearted, tried to shit but only farted. Uh, And shit and farted are both kind of like crumbled off the the tombstone.
2: Oh, man, that's really (laughs) good. That's a really good bit. No, I did not notice that. Um, But this was a time when cartoons... Cartoon Network, even Nickelodeon would be willing to try to sneak in stuff yep. like that. Like the uh, Angry Beavers episode where they cover everything in their spunk. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, think is, I think that whole episode is like a meta- metaphor for them masturbating all over the forest. Everywhere. That they live in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a simpler time, Brendan. You could get away with these kinds of things. Um, yes, Grim cut off his head. And he says, now Jack has a pumpkin head. He actually reveals to us that Jack's last name is O Lantern. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it's a nice traditional Irish name.. <laughs> Are there any O Lanterns in your extended family? <laughs> there aren't, but I wish there were. <laughs> I don't know if you go back to the home, the motherland, go back to, you know where your ancestors came from. there might be a few.
1: There, there could be. I haven't traced the, the tree. I'd have to ask my mother. She did mm-hmm. it, all that.
2: Ancestry.com. Yeah. Yep. The further up you go, it's O oh, Lanterns. And then <laughs> eventually it broke off into the Rileys. Um Yes, Jackie's living still with a pumpkin head. His little cottage on a hill remains untouched as we fast forward hundreds of years in time as civilization gets more advanced and eventually tall skyscrapers surround this little cottage on a hill like nobody ever thought to check what was going on in there
1: it's kind of like the uh the bit from up where it's just like the tiny house in the middle of all the giant city buildings
2: it is basically exactly that same bit and much like uh frank that is carl 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 is the up guy um Much like he did through all those years, Jack spent all these years stewing in his home, watching the world around him grow into this unfamiliar thing. Uh, But every Halloween, he has his chance to go out and pull pranks, which we do see him go to a a burial that's happening. (laughs) And he puts a whoopee cushion in the grave before they lower... the coffin and the coffin lowers on it and the whoopee cushion farts and everyone at the funeral is crying but also laughing at the fart.
1: <laughs> and we see him like sinister uh like standing in the background menacingly
2: watching them. <laughs> loves it. He loves it. You wonder how many times he's done this exact same prank and it would never get old. It's he's very g- very funny.
1: He's got a veil on his typical hat that he's been wearing the whole time. He's got a black veil attached to
2: it. So good. I love very, it. Very very good. Um, story time is over. Billy is not impressed by the story. He doesn't think that it's true. Um, but someone walks into the scene and scares the shit out of him. But it turns out that it is just Irwin. He's back, but now he's dressed as a turtle.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> a, a something redback sea turtle mama.
2: Yes. With eggs that he presents. <laughs> here are my eggs. I think he says like, here are my eggs. Do you like it, Mandy? Will you kiss me now? So still, he's trying to get her yep, to kiss yep. him. Um, she tells him, no, you still are not wearing a scary costume. She sends him off again to get changed. And with this, the group splits up. Mandy and Grimm will go trick or treating down one street and Billy will go on his own way. That was probably a very poor decision. They should never leave Billy alone.
1: <clears throat> yeah, no, that was a uh, first big mistake. <laughs>
2: huge error in judgment from mandy there also don't you think they've had enough candy to this point i would think so i think the giant box they stole from that old lady would have been enough they couldn't have possibly finished all of it too just sitting there in that graveyard
1: yeah i don't know we saw we saw it like tipped over with a bunch pouring out Uh, i don't think we see it again
2: as they're leaving well it's as is typical of Children in animated television shows, there is no such thing as enough trick-or-treat candy, so off they go to get some more. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor, simple-minded, pleasant, aloof, bless-his-heart, little Billy. <laughs> off he goes on his own, and of course, the very first house that he gets to is Jack's cottage up on that hill. Yep. Naturally. And Billy, not remembering the story at all or knowing where he is, he runs up to the house in sweet, ignorant bliss. (laughs) He slams on the door with grim scythe and Jack answers the door. It's a good bit of Billy slamming on the door with a scythe. Jack opens the door and Billy is still slamming the scythe on Jack's face. And uh, he pauses for a moment as he realizes he's doing that and then slams him one more time in the face.
0: Just for good measure. It's a very
2: it's a very good bit. Um, Jack O'Lantern speaks for the first time. Brendan, the voice doesn't necessarily match the character that we have been introduced to in the story of like this complete doofus idiot.
1: The whole I feel like his whole persona as like the pumpkin headed Jack
2: doesn't fit the way he was described. Yeah. It's so weird. He's made up to be one thing, and then becomes a very different thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they threw in that line of him stewing in his house all these years to like justify the actions that he will take going yeah. forward. Um, the voice does not line up to the character, but of course, the voice actor is the great Wayne Knight, mm-hmm. fresh off of <laughs> fresh off of Jurassic Park, which came out so many years before this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love Wayne Knight dearly, Um, and he does a great job in this episode. Uh, Billy says to Jack, trick or treat, and Jack picks trick and puts a skunk in his bag, which sprays Billy in the face.
1: Yep. Billy's stoked about it. His own pet skunk.
2: He loves it. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, Jack tells Billy to get lost and take his phony scythe with him. Yep, Billy. Not realizing that he shouldn't be saying this reveals, actually, this is the real Grim Reaper scythe. This isn't no phony scythe. Mm -hmm. Of course, Jack has a history with this and a devilish grin creeps across his face and he walks up to Billy and tickles him with his signature feather.
1: I think every time he takes the feather out of his hat, we get like a close up shot of him holding it between two fingers. I think it's the same reaction shot of the feather every time.
2: The same animation every single (laughs) time. I swear to God, there might be like a lightning strike that happens sometimes. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, the signature move of Jack, he tickles Billy with the feather. Billy drops a scythe and Jack takes it. And Billy is too stupid to realize what's going on here and starts to develop again. Billy has so many friends. He's he's immediately trying to develop a friendship wave yeah. jack who takes a liking to him immediately he's just so likable this is the thing is billy is made out to be some sort of love lovable character it seems like <laughs> to everyone in this world and i just can't stand it what?
1: yeah what's your problem
2: <laughs> it's maybe yeah it's a me thing i gotta work on some stuff with myself you're the one who's wrong everyone else loves him uh i don't know that that's accurate at all <laughs> Um, this scene is intercut with Mandy and Grim TPing a lady's house. And <laughs> it's funny because the lady is outside watching this and she's like oddly into it. Yeah,
1: just some some wacky kids out there doing their Halloween thing.
2: They hurl like a toilet paper roll off of her face and she's smiling. It's just like, uh, uh happy Halloween, kids. <laughs> she's the cool mom. She'll let you drink wine at her house. She's not like Mr. Stevenson. No. Nope. <laughs> if that was his name. <laughs> uh, Jack takes Billy to a pumpkin patch and he uses Grim's scythe to cut a hole in the sky into like a portal into the underworld. Mm-hmm. And some evil spirits start pouring out of this portal And inhabit the pumpkins in the patch would start to animate into these gruesome demons. Yeah. Um, And this is exactly what you were just talking about, Brendan. The character that we're dealing with right now, Jack goes on like a long monologue about, I'll take over the world and darkness will reign. It will be Halloween forever, which is like such a dramatic shift From the goofy fool, the goofy, (laughs) stupid shithead that we just saw in the story a minute ago.
1: Yeah, like his whole demeanor, the way he carries himself is different now. Um, And I mean, it's been hundreds of years. People change. It's just weird that they they established him as this character and we don't get to see that outside
2: of the story. No, it was honestly a little disappointing. They try to have like a fun, like a few fun moments with him towards the end of the story, but. Yeah, the whole setup is him being like this typical world domination focused villain when, yeah, he's made out to be a complete jackass. And, yeah, we don't get to play with that at all, which is a little bit sad. <laughs> but I guess maybe that's what we have Billy for. Billy's supposed to be the com- the comedic relief yeah. in these scenes.
1: Billy Does Billy it- keeps it light. <laughs>
2: He's an attitude adjuster. You know, if you're feeling down, get Billy in the room and he'll uh, he'll bring (laughs) spirits up. Um, Jack and Billy storm through downtown Ennsville, riding on the back of this gigantic pumpkin. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, everything is in flames. The city is in complete ruin. (laughs) Um, And again, Billy, the simple minded man that he is, he just completely is aloof to like the gravity of this situation and he's like oh aren't we having so much fun our very own pumpkin parade (laughs) he says you know basically this is the best Halloween ever just not realizing that it's actually (laughs) the end of times the end (laughs) of days
0: but I just can't shake the feeling that something's missing what could be missing fresh air good friends our very own pumpkin parade and best of all it'll be Halloween every night forever forever Yes, But I must exact my sweet,
2: zesty vengeance against one more
0: person. I do believe it's time to pay a visit to our old
2: pal, the Grim Reaper.
0: It's just not a party without Grim.
2: (laughs) And it cuts to Grim and Mandy, who are also surrounded by these demon pumpkins. Erwin shows up in the scene. He is dressed as a banana, and yep. Man- Mandy just has no time for this. This is where he makes the one good joke where he goes, don't you find me appealing? It's not bad. It's not <laughs> bad. He's at least, yeah, playing with this a little bit. <laughs> I liked that. <laughs> it was pretty good. If you were going to make a banana joke, that would be the one to do. But uh, yes, Mandy, she's got bigger fish to fry, and she dismisses Irwin. Yeah, yet um, again. Yet again. He just can't seal the deal. Um, Billy and Jack show up on that giant pumpkin, and uh, it whips like a vine-like tongue out and swallows Grimm and walks away. Mandy is annoyed with Billy yet again. Yet She says, yet again, you know, Billy, the world is ending, and it's Billy's fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If this is something that happens to the city of Ensville every single week, it does seem like Billy would probably be the cause of 99% <laughs> of the problems that we're
1: I, I want to say almost every time, yeah. Just by
2: yeah his sheer stupidity, not realizing the consequences of his actions. Yeah. Not realizing really anything at all. Um, they go to the pumpkin patch and spit Grimm out of the giant pumpkin and Grimm sees that it's Jack that has kidnapped them and he's got his scythe. Billy is just excited to see Grimm. He's like, hi Grimm. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Grimm is not having any of this. He tells Jack to give his scythe back. There's a quick aside to Mandy walking towards their location and she walks past Irwin who is dressed up as little Bo Peep, so he's kind of trending in the wrong direction with the (laughs) Halloween costumes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Seems like he was starting to figure it out, and yeah, now he's backsliding. No, he's
1: regressing, (laughs) yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, Jack is ready to exact his revenge on Grimm, and he wants to cut off Grimm's head. Uh, Billy rightfully points out to Jack how stupid that is because Grimm's head comes off anyway. Yep. But... I guess the rules of the scythe, as Jack explains, are that when a head gets gets cut off, you can't put it back on. Yep.
1: I think, I don't know if this is the episode where that's introduced, but I think they do stick to that rule for the show.
2: All right. That's fair. With Grim, I'm not really sure it matters because you can take the head off anyway, so I'm sure they could just, like, rig it up somehow (laughs) on the top of a skeleton.
1: I want to say there's an episode where they they do it like it, he does lose his head to the scythe and they try to put it back on, but it keeps like popping off like they it's like magnetically opposed and it just keeps like floating away. That's kind of fun. Yeah, I could be making that up, but I, I vaguely remember something like that. <laughs>
2: it just doesn't seem like that that big of a deal to me. And it's the big, tense, final, mm-hmm. like the climax of this episode is. We have to stop Jack before he cuts off Grim's head. And I'm like, well, it's already off. Like, it can come <laughs> off. It just, uh, the stakes of this, I think, are lost on me a little <laughs> bit. Um, but yes, Jack explains this and Billy basically says, okay, well, Grim, it was nice knowing you. I'm going to get out of here now. <laughs> he walks off, but eventually realizes there's a situation here. And he runs away in a panic he runs into mandy and billy explains what's going on and as he's doing this mandy sheds her hamlet costume to reveal she's wearing army fatigues under that (laughs) yeah i wonder if that's just the thing she always wears or if it was like a backup halloween costume just in case she needed it
1: (laughs) i think she probably just had a feeling something like this would happen
2: It's Halloween. Crazy shit goes down. I'm hanging out with Billy. Billy's going to fuck something up. (laughs) He's going to, yes, bring about the end times. And I got to be ready for this. Yeah. Um, She starts preparing herself. She's going to fight pranks against pranks. She's going to have a prank war because that's the only way you can take down a prankster like Jack Mm O'Lantern. So it cuts back to Jack and Grimm. And there's a demonic tree. Uh, holding Grim down in like an execution pose. And Jack makes... <laughs> this is like the one bit of fun that they have with the Jack character after he starts speaking. He makes three different head gutting, getting cut off puns. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jack raises up the scythe to finish the job, but Billy and Mandy enact their plan. Billy rides in on the back of that giant pumpkin and interrupts this scene by raising up his grim reaper robe that he's still wearing and shaking his bare ass (laughs) as some big band swing music starts playing.
3: (laughs) Hell yeah.
2: He's creating a distraction because this is intercut with scenes of Mandy like setting up the pranks all around them. Um, But the way that this is portrayed makes it seem like Billy was shaking his bare ass at them for maybe 10 minutes or more, and they never turned away. <laughs>
1: they just stare at it the
3: whole time.
2: They watched him shaking his ass the entire time. And never got sick of it. They never questioned what was going on. That's a good prank. They gotta- It's a top-notch prank. <laughs> they have to admire it. <laughs> Credit where credit's due. Yeah, he really got him there. Um, But eventually Jack has had enough. He's seen enough of this ass. It's time to move (laughs) on. And he's ready to get this over with. But he says, actually, you know, you kids, you ought to know better than to try to trick me. And snaps his fingers and the tree picks up Mandy hiding in the bushes. And it turns out he was sort of on to them setting these traps, these trap pranks the entire time. Mm -hmm. He says, you know, I'm not scared of tricks. But then there's a noise, and a giant muscular knight approaches them and says, But are you scared of me? And it looks just like the knight that killed him in the story that we saw earlier. Yep. Jack is terrified and reels over backwards and drops the scythe. This is such a bizarre thing that happens here. It looks just like the knight that killed him. But as the knight gets closer, it slips on a banana peel- that Mandy had set down and lands on a whoopee cushion with a satisfying fart noise, lifts up its helmet, and it's just Erwin. <laughs> yeah. So Irwin finally gets the costume change right.
1: Yeah, he's Mandy's knight in shining armor.
2: <laughs> Literally, yes, here to save the day. And uh, finally makes the right choice, but walks his way straight into the pranks that she has set and instantly makes a fool of himself. Um. Billy starts laughing at the fart noise, but catches himself very quickly. (laughs) Jack looks infuriated, but he can't help it. And he also starts laughing at Irwin, too. And then all of the pumpkins start laughing at Irwin as well.
1: Yeah, they've all they've all discovered or rediscovered their love of pranks.
2: Actually, you know what? This is what speaks to me. You know, this world (laughs) domination forever Halloween night kind of thing. That was just a fantasy, but if I'm really getting down to the core of who I am as a person, <laughs> it's pranks all day, baby.
1: Yeah, who is Jack O'Lantern at <laughs> the end of the day?
2: The real me. um, Erwin, it's actually, this is terrible what happens here. Erwin <laughs> sounds legitimately heartbroken as he asks, oh, well, what's so funny? <laughs> and then he goes through what is the most unnecessary brutality that any character (laughs) has ever gone through on an animated television show ever. (laughs) They put him through so much, Brendan, let's run through all of it. Let's do it. Okay. So he's already fallen on the whoopee cushion. He backs into a fence behind him and a bucket of water falls onto his head. Yep. Classic prank. Uh, he steps into that bucket and then slips on the banana peel again. <laughs> yeah, got him for again. A second time he took his eye off of it, and yeah, it it came back to bite him. <laughs> um, he bounces down a hill under a beehive that's been rigged with TNT, uh, and it explodes, and the beehive lands in his mouth. He spits it out and screams and hundreds of bees fly into his wide open mouth. (laughs) It's horrifying. It's actually terrible. The worst thing I can possibly imagine (laughs) happening to someone. Oh, yeah. Um, While this is going on, Jack and the pumpkins are in an uncontrollable fit of laughter. And the pumpkins start laughing so hard that they explode. And their demon spirits start lifting up. Into the sky.
1: Yeah, kind of like the ending of Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I wouldn't know. You know,
2: famously, I've not seen this movie.
1: That's right. You didn't, they, they got, you're They going to laugh yourselves to death?
2: Well, I, I go to expect that. Spoilers. All right. Well, now I feel like I can't watch it if I know how it ends. <laughs> damn. You totally ruined it for me, Brendan. Now we can yeah. never watch it for the show. Oh, damn shit. Oh, well. Uh, live and learn. Um, Irwin's face and lips are all puffy with bee stings. He looks like complete shit. Um, He runs to a bottle of milk sitting on a tree stump, which we've already seen earlier that Mandy was filling the bottle of milk with hot sauce.
1: Was there milk still in it or was it an empty carton? Do, do we have it established? like?
2: So if you it- took like, I, it's I I don't know if we have this established one way or the other, but even if you took like a carton of milk just a regular carton of milk with milk in it and then still filled it with an entire bottle of hot sauce that would fuck you up.
1: Oh yeah, but I also think the milk would probably curdle. I think it'd be worse than just the bottle of hot sauce. So it taste
2: yucky and Yeah, it would be- get all chunky and mm. so it's yeah, like a triple threat going on inside yeah. of this carton right now. Uh that's possible. No you know no matter which way Mandy prepared this hot sauce milk Uh, It's bad news for Irwin. He chugs it down, but then realizes what he's done and then literally breathes fire out of his mouth.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, it's so hot that he launches himself into a puddle that we had also previously seen Mandy filling with live electric eels. (laughs) That she just has. She just has them on hand. You know, she's got that. She's got like a stick of dynamite that she put in that. (laughs) She's got everything she needs. Um, Billy is now just openly laughing at this. Grim is also laughing. More and more pumpkins explode. The tree that was holding Mandy also explodes. Erwin um, drags himself out of the water. His knight costume is gone, reducing him to just the helmet and also his whitey tidies. Yep. Um, embarrassing. Classic embarrassing pose. He grabs a rope that's in front of him, which was a very stupid move. Yeah. <laughs> Not sure why he did that. Uh, gets blasted with pies that send him tumbling backwards back into the water where he gets zapped by the eels again.
1: <laughs> Keeps getting hit by him twice. Uh, yeah, he
2: can't learn his lesson. Yeah, He's taking repeated punishment here from all these pranks. Um, the more and more this goes on, all the pumpkins keep laughing and explode and float up into that underworld vortex in the sky. Um, Mandy picks up the scythe that Jack dropped in his fit of laughter, and she starts hacking up the rest of the pumpkins. Yeah. In like a classic action movie poses. Yep, it's pretty cool. Mandy is made out to be like this very, (laughs) like, capable, hardcore fighter kind of character, which I think is good. That's a good angle for her.
3: Yeah, yep.
2: That giant pumpkin explodes also, reducing Billy to just his whitey tighties. Good bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack cannot stop laughing and doesn't seem to register any of this going on. But yes, all of the pumpkins have exploded, leaving just Jack now behind with Billy and Mandy and Grim, and Grim stands over him.
0: <laughs> what are you gonna do?
3: We had a deal! <laughs> <laughs>
0: I never go back on my word.
3: <laughs>
2: but I
0: take you oversteered, you're welcome. <laughs>
2: and then gives him a taste of his own medicine by pulling the feather from Jack's cap and tickling him with it.
1: Oh my god.
2: Check, Check on his Feather. <laughs> he got what he deserved. It was, uh, yes, the ultimate way to take him down. I am a little confused about the arrangement of Grimm's deal that he made with Jack Mm -hmm. because he does say, yeah, you know, we made a deal. It seems like Grimm cannot go back on his deals if he's still hanging out with Billy and Mandy, who he doesn't like to hang out with. Um, But he does help guide Jack O'Lantern onto the afterlife, which he promised that he wouldn't.
1: Yeah, so I'm not sure if like the The workaround that they're going with is, well, he's technically still alive. He's just now in
2: hell. Mm, mm, Okay. Could be something like that. Yeah. They don't really spend too much time. (laughs) No, we, you know, we don't have to worry about it. (laughs) We don't have to worry about it at all. Yes. Jack floats off into the sky, into that vortex and off to the next life. And the conflict of the episode is over Billy scolds Grimm for ever lending him the scythe in the first place. And Grimm very plainly says back to him, I hate you, Billy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which I can only imagine is a almost probably like a catchphrase for him on this show. I'm sure he says it many, many times. I
1: don't I don't remember, but I would believe it. Yeah, he has I think to. I think he says something like it. The first episode ends with, uh. Billy saying, I love you. And I think he responds with, I loathe you.
2: That's pretty good.
3: Yeah.
2: Erwin, um, after all the torture that he just went through, finally his suffering is over. And he gets up. And with his disgusting, beasting, <laughs> riddled lips, he once again asks Mandy for a kiss. And he just looks fucking terrible. He looks awful. Uh, he looks really, really bad. But uh, Mandy presses a whoopee cushion into his face, and he seems satisfied with that for a moment, but then falls over backwards back into the water with the eels and gets shocked (laughs) for the third time. Poor guy. I know. He goes through a lot here. Having, again, no context for the character of Irwin. I feel really bad for the way that they treated him (laughs) at the end of this episode. (laughs) Uh, But he was also kind of a creep. So, you know, it's karma. Um, (laughs) Grim tells Billy, you know, Jack's in a better place now. And the camera pans down beneath the ground to hell. Actual hell. Yep. Where we can see Jack is pulling pranks on actual hell demons. The demons are wearing like bondage gear. Yeah, it's very S&M kind of. (laughs) weird yeah kinky hell (laughs) like the hell that you know maybe i wouldn't mind going to um but yeah he's down here pulling pranks on these demons and uh he laughs and laughs and laughs as he pulls these pranks and these demons grab him and and encircle him and start pulling out various spiked weapons he laughs all the way through not really minding what's going on here he's just happy to be pulling pranks as much as he can (laughs) The demons closed closer and closer on him as the screen fades to black. And at the end of everything, there's a satisfying splat noise <laughs> insinuating he's dead or I don't, I don't even know. Uh, or
1: otherwise maimed in some way.
2: Uh, a prankster till the very end. And speaking of the very end, Brendan, that is the very end of the Billy and Mandy Halloween special. I feel like we've been on a ride. A ride yeah. here. Oh yeah. Some would maybe call it a haunted hay ride that we've Ooh, been on. They might. If we want to tie it into the theme. <laughs> Brennan, I, I mean, I guess we'll do this the way that we usually do these things. How did you how did how did you feel about Billy and Mandy's jacked up Halloween?
1: Um, I thought it was fine. It's it's not as good as I remember the show being. Uh, but I still had fun with it.
2: I think You've come to the realization that I had watching this that these characters, particularly Billy, like really kind of take you out of moments. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing here. And then Billy says something in a loud, annoying voice. And you're like, can we move on from this, please? Yeah. I
1: like Um, Mandy. I like
2: Grim. Billy's just a bit much uh,
1: at at my age now.
2: Maybe, yeah, in my younger years, I wouldn't have minded it so much. But I think this is part of the thing. Yeah, this is – watching this episode has convinced me that I was correct as a child to not want to watch the show <laughs> on an extended basis. And I would not do it now if people asked us to make Billy and Mandy one of the shows that we cover in more depth on this podcast. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> But with all that said, I'm glad that we did it for this experiment. It was fun to go back to something I was less familiar with and mm. kind of see what it was really all about. I think that was a fun exercise.
1: Yeah, I think it was a good time. Um a fun a fun excuse uh, Halloween uh, uh what am I saying? Halloween's a good excuse to to like give it a shot. Uh Yeah. Go back to some some old classics and <laughs> see see why they're not still popular
2: (laughs) and so i mean what do we think of this as like a a halloween special like it had some good good halloween bits in there very pumpkin centric
1: very pumpkin centric um i think considering the the theming of the show i don't think it was that much more halloweeny than any of the other ones aside from it being specifically set on halloween Sure. Um, The show is always dealing with these kind of monsters and demons. And there are ones that are much like more actually terrifying in certain ways. Uh, And there are ones that I think are more fun. Like they do a little shop of horrors parody at one point. That's an entire like musical episode. Love it. Love that Um, so much. Yeah. So like those I think are more fun. But I think, you know, I think this one did what it set out to do and for being a very early episode of the show, I think it it did a fine job.
2: I also like how, you know, two of the main characters of this show are actual human children living in the actual human world. Yeah. And like a big focus of this episode is them wanting to go trick or treating like that's that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just just wanted to do kids stuff.
2: Just wanted to do actual things that kids do on Halloween. But. It's impossible for Billy and Mandy to live a normal kid's life because their best friend is the Grim Reaper. Yeah. So they're going to get themselves into trouble. Um, Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun Halloween-themed thing to do for this Halloween day that we're speaking on with all of you listening to this episode. Um, But – (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't like this show. I just don't think I like this. Sh- I just don't think I like this show. I think I might go check out a
1: few episodes that I remember. There's a few, like as we've been talking about it, uh plot lines that have like come back to me. Uh there's one where Grimm's losing his powers because he hasn't reaped any souls in a while, and we have to get into like the bureaucracy of hell. I like that. Uh, yeah, there's a- they start establishing more of like how hell works in the this universe. Uh, And I kind of want to go back and see now as an adult, if that is any funnier than it was when I was a kid.
2: Even interesting to just have like a children's animated show. So focused on hell.
1: Yeah. Well, they always call it the underworld. Obviously, I don't think they ever use the word hell, but you know what it is. He's 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 literally death. So like
2: we're starting on a dark theme. Even imagine imagining like. A parent in the early 2000s watching the show and seeing them like in hell or doing things in hell, yeah. even if they're not calling it hell. Like at that time, that would have been I almost controversial. I feel like People, yeah. that might have been there might have been something of an outrage over something like that.
1: I don't, Yeah, I don't know if there was um, there very well could have been. It was never a problem for my parents. My mom was always the type who wouldn't let us watch shows that she did, didn't approve of. Same. And she never had a problem with this one. Uh, So I guess it wasn't that bad.
2: We weren't allowed to watch that movie Small Soldiers.
1: I wasn't either. I wanted to see that for my birthday.
2: Um, Did you know the rodeo burger at Burger King was originally a small soldiers promotion that stood the test of time because it was so fucking good?
1: I did not know that.
2: Yeah, kind of a fun. That's my one small soldiers fact that I have (laughs) for you. Uh, I have since seen that movie, and it was one of my favorites
1: growing up. Nice. Once I think I, was I also. To watch it?
2: I think I did also watch it and enjoyed it, but I could not tell you anything about it now. Maybe we'll cover that for a future episode <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> I Probably can tell not. you that
1: Archer is the emissary of the Gorgonites. Well,
2: and everybody that's knows about that. it. <laughs> that's just common knowledge, Brenda. <laughs> um. Yeah, we had fun here. I'll tell you what this has honestly inspired me to do is I kind of want to go back and maybe watch maybe just one episode of uh, Evil Con Carne to see what that was like, because I don't really remember hardly anything about it.
1: Uh, I yeah, I vaguely remember that. He's a brain. he, He gets killed in an explosion and his brain and stomach survive. Yes. And get, like, put onto a bear. Uh, they put him in a bear. bear. That's right. Yeah. He, so he's attached to a circus bear, which still has its own mind. Uh, so it doesn't do what evil the brain wants it to do. Uh, and the stomach also has its own mind, I guess, and sometimes commands the bear around. Uh, I don't such know. a bizarre premise. <laughs> it's it's a weird show. He's like a an evil billionaire playboy something something. I think that's the intro of the show. It kind of, like, talks over okay. it the the how and the
2: why we're here well just having seen this one half of the grim and evil equation it does have me interested to see like what just what the other part was truly like if if that one
1: didn't make it and this one lasted so long how yeah how how <laughs> bad must that be? <laughs> yeah what did that do so wrong
3: <laughs>
2: uh perhaps i will do that but i i mean along those same lines Uh, I, this does also have me excited to watch like some other cartoons from that time. It's fun for us to branch out and watch something different than the usual show that we have watched so frequently here. And that is of course something that we're going to have to do here as we move forward into the future of whatever comes next for the show. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I think I speak for the both of us when I say we're totally down to start watching, you know, just. Particular specific episodes of all these shows, you know, we'll pick and choose some along the way and cover them like we did today. And I'm, I'm, I think we're both excited for that opportunity. Yep,
1: Yep. that should be pretty fun while we while we work through it. We'll do these little one offs. We'll check some stuff out. Take your suggestions, maybe if you've got them, you know where to send them. Uh, But in case you don't, where is that, Nick?
2: You know where to send them, and then you also tell me that w- exactly where to send them. I'll do it for them anyway. Of course, that is gotta recap at gmail.com is the address, or at gotta recap on social media. Let us know your thoughts on what you would like us to cover for other shows, or even if you have thoughts on the Billy and Mandy Halloween special or Billy and Mandy itself. We would love to hear yep. from you as to what you think about these shows. i like to see what... The things that people were actually into, because I just I don't I don't have anyone in my life that was like (laughs) super, I guess, other than you, Brendan, anyone that I know who was like super into that show back in the day. So I do like to hear from people of what it was like. Oh, I loved it. I watched it every week and these were my favorite characters and things. So those are it's it's fun to hear the enthusiasm from people where I, I just it's a total blank spot for me. So send those thoughts along, too, if you got them. Yeah, absolutely. Brendan, I guess that's the end of our Halloween special episode. This was fun. We'll do it again next year. Yeah, absolutely. Got to come up with a new Halloween special to watch, though. Oh, I'm sure we can find something. Uh, There's a few of them out there. You know, they keep doing Halloween every year, so they keep piling up on us. Yep, yep. They ought to slow down and maybe take Take a couple couple years years. off. (laughs) Yeah. really kind of hone in on what they want to tell with these stories. Um, But these stories keep coming and we'll keep telling you stories week after week on this podcast. So (laughs) we'll see you for story time next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.